You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us. We being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, golf magazine top 100 teacher, hanging out at Eagle Spring Golf Club. Yes. Middle of nowhere, Colorado. It is in Walcott, Colorado. It's That's just outside Vail. It's in the Vail Valley. <laughs> okay. Not in the middle of nothing. Boy, let me tell you, there's some stuff here. I can imagine. You know what? Every time, you know, the, this the studio that I'm in, that you can see that door behind me. Mm-hmm. At the end of this show, that door will go up, and you know what I will see? Mountains, eagles, wildlife, right. green stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And golfers. And all in golfers. That's and always, golfers. Yeah. Always a good thing to have. So. So how about this? So just outside the door here, on one of these mountains, just last night, Drew, my son. Mm-hmm. Finished his caddy loop for the day. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was around. And he decided to go up and just right off the golf course, just start climbing. And he got close. He, he climbed for about a half an hour. He got close to being to a place where he could not climb anymore because it got too steep. And then he came <laughs> back down. Hey, look at that. Mm-hmm. We have a listener already. I yeah, that's great. <laughs> I think I know that woman. Yes, good morning, Kathy. Glad yeah. that you are awake this early. I know. Mm-hmm. This means don't say anything foul. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is listening. <laughs> no, but he, he went up. And when he was up there, he found some bones. Because some mountain lion had a feast up there of some other animal. Okay. And he brought some of those bones down with him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'd be otherwise known as a carcass. <laughs> a skeleton. Um, but he also found seashells. Because mm-hmm. apparently a very long time ago, mm-hmm. this place used to be an ocean. Yes, indeed. And he yep. found seashells up on that mountain back there. <laughs> he That's found seashells cool. by the former seashore. Uh, we are not going to talk about mountaineering or history or geology or anything like that. We're going to talk about some golf. And we're going to do it as soon as we come back because we are those weekend golf guys. Hang on. Hey, it's John, and I am sure that you, like me, watch the golfers on TV, both men and women, playing the PXG clubs, and you go, man, those clubs look so cool. I wish I was good enough to play with those. Well, you know, PXG makes world-class, high-performance golf equipment for golfers of every skill level, even ours. From the newest, most technologically advanced Gens golf clubs to the more budget-friendly O211 line of sticks, PXG delivers unbelievable quality, distance, forgiveness, and feel. PXG doesn't sell off the shelf. No, no, no. Every club is customized to fit your individual swing. That's why you will be so much better with a set of PXG clubs. You can buy online at pxg.com. You can call them at 844-PLAY-PXG, or you can visit a PXG store or a fitting studio near you. You know what they say, and it's absolutely true. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. P. 
period. If you still haven't gotten a golf trip on the calendar this year, there is still time to make it happen at French Lick Resort. This is the only place you can play courses by Pete Dye and Donald Ross together at the same property. You can play both championship courses through October 31st when you book the Hall of Fame package. Golf season lasts well into the fall in southern Indiana. Go to FrenchLick.com to start planning. Again, that's FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, and he is uh, out there teaching people how to get much more better on the golf course. He can do it to you, too. He can talk you into a good game. You just pay attention to us every week, or he can uh, show you how to access him by video. It's jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com, is it not? It is exactly right. Well, there you go. So you can you can get a hold of me, and we can set up a Zoom session. You can send me some videos where... Sometimes it's just a conversation about how to get over a struggle here or there on a golf course. You know, people hear me on the show and they think, well, he's helping me just by talking on the radio and I'm having interesting conversations in my car and we do a conversation golf lesson. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. He has talked me into much better game. I and mean, it's all been just conversation and, and you know, a little bit of uh, harassment and sarcasm yeah. thrown in just for good measure. Here's the thing that we never talk about on the show ever because we don't care. But the world of professional golf, of course, everybody's talking about this live tour and what it's doing and what's going on. And, you know, we have not on our show really cared at all about no. the world of professional golf. We might as well chat about it for a minute before we go okay. go do our regular thing. So I have people that ask me all the time, what do I think about this? I, I have no opinion. I don't <laughs> think about it. It's not our thing. I help the everyday golfer. I don't have to have an opinion about the uh, PGA versus LIV tour battle that's going on right now mm -hmm. seems like it's much ado about money here's the the things that we see that are going on right the the people on the pj tour and they're going to stay there they're actually benefiting by doing nothing you see players that were lower on the fedex point list now there's some players that are out of that list and being taken off and these guys are moving up and they're going to keep their tour card for another year and they're going to make some more money and the PJ Tour is now throwing more um, money at the tournament purses. So it seems like the regular PJ Tour player who is staying is going to be better off as a result of this. The, the guys on the PGA Tour who are staying on the PGA Tour, like you say, are, are benefiting substantially by the uh, absence of some of the uh, bigger names and uh, more predominant winners, as it were. Yeah. But, you know, interestingly enough, I see the PGA Tour schedule that comes out. You look at it from week to week and you sit there and you look, these guys are just traveling like crazy. If they, if you've got to go to a PGA Tour event as a tour player to, to go make your living and you got to go to here one week and there the next week and the, the here and the there are starting to get a whole lot further apart. You know, they got one in Japan now. Okay, that's a big expense and a lot of time. I don't know how long the plane trips are from the West Coast to Japan. I don't know if they're trying to get the tour bigger using international players and I don't I don't have any idea what what their what their goal is on that but man that's a tough gig there's a lot of travel going on there. The European tour used to primarily be in Europe and now they're not. Yeah. Seems like all these guys got their own private jets and zipping from one place to the next and that's a lot of cash out man. I know. And maybe if if you're not uh, if you don't have your own jet maybe you can borrow Taylor Swift's. 
did you read the thing where where she's she's the the worst polluter with her uh, with her private plane, and she claims, "Hey, it's not me. I let other people use it." But her plane's being used like every day, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, somebody's plane's being used every day. <laughs> That's right. There's a zillion of them out there. there is. What are they doing? Just picking on one person, <laughs> right? What, yeah. what are they What are they trying to do with that? Yell at her because she's busy and moving around. Got a thing here and a thing there. Hey, listen, you have counseled, um, you know, students, children, yeah. and friends, and and who have toyed with the idea of playing golf professionally. Yeah. What what kind of advice do you give, and would you give to anybody who's listening right now who who wants to, or at least fantasizes about the ability to uh, make a living playing the game? Okay, so the first thing that I know is it is a shockingly expensive endeavor. Okay. Um, where you have to go, how you have to live out of a suitcase a lot mm -hmm. the travel the hotels the meals the rental cars all those things to go get started right but this is before you get big paychecks you know mm -hmm. let's yeah. assume that your game is of the quality your tournament game is of the quality that you can beat everybody in your state if you can't do that at the amateur level can't beat everybody in your state handily then it's you know you may want to rethink that a little bit mm -hmm. because the professional game is far superior to the good really good amateur game and the expense that you're going to incur is is dramatic you see people getting sponsorships because they need them right because it's going to cost you upwards at the lower level professional tours. It's going to cost your living expenses. You know, that's in the 75 to hundred thousand dollar a year range just to exist as a semi normal human being traveling that much, trying to play for a living. And, um, all that travel means that you may not find the right place to practice. You may be too tired you know, and then you go around these these tournaments at the lower level and you don't make a lot of cash early on. The tournament purses aren't all that big. And as far as the game goes, at a competitive level, it's always been this way and it's still this way, 68 is par, right. not 72. Okay. 68 is par. If you're not hanging at that par or better – it's going to be tough to make a paycheck. Okay. So I've worked with a lot of young college players that think they have it going on, <laughs> and they do. And they're long, and they're solid, and their minds are good, and they make good decisions. But when all of a sudden they're playing for their livelihoods, it doesn't seem to work as well as what it did when they were as, as a college player. <laughs> When there's the the life pressure on the line, right? As opposed to I've already got my scholarship, and I'm playing, and I want to shoot, shoot the best score possible and just go low. There's a little different aspect to that, and I think that that's really tough. 
Yeah, I mean, I imagine just having extra people to answer to uh, the, the aforementioned sponsors. I mean, these these guys, uh, if they sponsor a new tour player in, in one of the, you know, mini tours, they, they should be aware that they're not going to make a profit. But still, you, you kind of want to see some sort of a result positively. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot going on there. You know, I, I recall many years ago um, down in the, in the Carolinas in the southeast and Georgia and all that, and there were these mini tours, and I'd look at these scores that were going on. And there's guys out there that you'll never hear their name. Yeah. They're out there shooting 64, 65, 66, and they never made it to the next level. Right. Yeah. And you wonder why. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's financial. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys can flat out play on any given day, get their game up for a tournament. But can that happen on a regular basis with all that expense and all that travel and that pressure to do it? I don't know. Yeah. I was playing golf with with a guy the other day who was was seriously uh, doing the the senior tour preparation and uh, ran out of money. Yeah, the, I mean this, he's got the game. He's got the game. He's the only reason he's not on the senior tours. He just ran out of money. So, yeah, it's yeah. really hard. That thing is like a closed shop. The 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 senior tour qualifiers. Yeah, there's only like three people or four people that get into that every year yeah. because of all the exemptions and then the number of ways that they can get in and who they are and all that. It, they give all the preference to the former tour players. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not just right. an open qualifier like everybody wants it to be. We have some more information coming in. It's going to be basically on some improvements you can make may not get you on a tour, but it's, you know, maybe you'll get closer to the club championship next year. You know, hang out because we've got some great lessons that can improve your game coming up in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Well, here's something I bet you didn't know. According to the CDC, one person dies every 36 seconds in the United States from cardiovascular disease, and one in four deaths is attributable to heart disease. Do you know that? So if you're not taking your heart health seriously, you need to act now. Now you can take an all-natural daily supplement that not only helps protect your heart from free radicals, it also helps boost athletic performance. It's a brand new, specially formulated supplement with a powerful blend of essential nutrients, antioxidants, and botanicals to optimize your heart health naturally. Snap Supplements Heart Health. It's loaded with naturally grown herbs and nutrients that work in partnership with you to help keep your heart healthy and performance strong. Now, I've been trying it out for about a month now, and i got to tell you that, especially out on the golf course, I don't get anywhere near as tired. Snap Supplements is offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase by using the link snapcardio.com slash golfguys. That's S-N-A-P-C-A-R-D-I-O dot com slash golfguys. Try it out. Your body will thank you. Snapcardio.com slash golfguys. Tired? of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-1451. That's 800-705-1451. 800-705-1451. 
800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. And thanks for coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Now that he's basically talked you out of pursuing a professional golf career, well, what he's going to do is make up for that by explaining <laughs> to you how maybe the club championship is in your immediate future. Hey, John. You know? Good day, John. <laughs> um, we have talked many, many times about game improvement, about the things you need to do to play better, to, well, to score better. People, for the most part, go about it backwards because most of us want to hit it longer, hit it farther, boom it off the tee. That's what we want to do. That'll help us get there. Mm, Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Not the clubs you want to concentrate on. Got to hit the center. People come to me for three things. When they're talking about striking a ball better, they're always after hitting it farther. They're always after controlling their ball. And they're always after making it feel better. And that has a lot to do with hitting the center of the face. They make them huge, but you know, you ought to go get one of those old ones out of the (laughs) used club bin at the whatever five and dime and learn to hit one of those. They're not going to go as far, I promise you. But you want to talk about hitting a driver better? Go get a small one. Go get one of those. You can get them for five bucks these days. Go get yourself a graphite shafted small headed driver and learn to hit that sucker in the center of the face. If you can hit that thing, you can hit your big watermelon head driver. It is one of the things that I do with all of my players when we're talking about driving the ball better. I kept mine that I've had for eons when I was playing a lot more golf than I'm playing now. And it's a Titleist PT driver. And it looks like the size of about somebody's seven wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except it's a nine degree driver mm-hmm. and we put it on a tee and let them have at it and they look at me like wait a minute i have to hit this thing it doesn't look very big and i'm like that's exactly what we used to do all the time yeah, yeah. i'm not trying to get you old school i'm trying to get you center of the face and you wouldn't believe how many people can actually hit that thing and get it close to the center of the face within a handful of swings because the hand-eye coordination is still there and they didn't know it. The concentration goes up. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're hitting that driver better. And then they hit their driver better. I'm telling you, it's a yeah. terrific training aid because it's training the mind. Yeah. And, and you know, what is it? There's 50% of this game is 100% mental. I think something like that. Somebody was telling me it was about 75% of us being 100% mental, but I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, just a, he's just a math guy. You have to think your way around the course. You have to. Um, of course, you have to you have to know the technique. You have, you have to be able to, you know, grip the club correctly, to swing correctly, to place the ball correctly. But the most of the mistakes that happen out on the golf course are mental mistakes. They are. Uh, There's a lot of people that choose to hit a shot that either they can't hit or they shouldn't hit. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know, I work with a lot of juniors, a lot of up and coming players, and a lot of them are trying to out talent the golf course as opposed (laughs) to outthink the golf course. Okay. And 
I have this basic premise of of judgment, like using it, using good judgment. And it it's a sentence that is really pretty simple. Um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And that goes with a lot of things. But as it relates to golf, just because you can hit your driver over that creek so you can put a wedge into your hand coming in the green doesn't mean you should. Right. Because the trajectory coming down is coming down toward that creek, down toward that trouble. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know. And, you know, I'll bet you that your wedge that's hit from over the creek isn't going to get you any closer than the nine iron that's on the short, on the other side, the, the long side of the creek. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to change your score any. Usually if it's a one club difference, the score doesn't change much at all. And sometimes a two club difference won't either. So a lot of these guys out there trying to go, I'm going to hit driver sand wedge on this hole. And then, and it gets narrower and narrower the farther you hit it. Yeah, those guys aren't making a, sh- a, a lower score than had they hit their three wood off the tee and had their pitching wedge or their nine iron in their hand because not very many people hit them shockingly different. But they're playing a different game. They're playing a satisfy the ego game mm-hmm. as opposed to playing to play well. Yeah, there's case in point. We, we did this. Uh, there's a course that we play on a regular basis here at Louisville Glen Oaks Country Club. And the, the, the third hole is about a, a 217-yard par three. Okay. For most of us amateurs of a certain age, that's a full driver, you know. And but people oh, go, you true. can't hit a driver off the tee on a par three. Why well, not? Yes, you can. <laughs> if you need it to get as far as that pin is, yes, do it. So there's a par three here at Eagle Springs. It's uphill, one club uphill. It's 240 yards, <clears throat> and it's a long green, so it can go as far as 270. Wow. It's 240 to the middle. Now, yeah, we're in elevation, so the club's going to go about that. But tell me, 240 on the carry, who's not hitting driver? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not hitting drivers. The 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 former NBA athlete that I taught yesterday. He's not hitting driver. Is he hitting five iron? Guys, guys, pitching wedge is as tall as my waist. Oh, guys, huge. Mm-hmm. So, this is weird. So he's a former player, and I looked at him, and he's six eight. And he said, you know who else is 6'8"? I said, well, a lot of the players. He goes, no, today's players, Luka Doncic is 6'8". And his size. And he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. No, 6'8 six, six, is a short dude now in the NBA, man. I get it. And I'm looking at him like, you're serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm serious. That yeah. dude's a point guard. Yeah. So I'm looking at this guy. And he's still in really good shape. 
right? He's 43 years old now, so he's he's done. And he's gigantic hands, gigantic arms, gigantic grips on his clubs, tall, all this. He's built for an up-to-down swing. Think about that. Like, guy that big, that tall. Mm-hmm. His club's got to move up to down. He starts trying to move that thing too far around him, and he can't hit it on the planet at all, and that's what he came for. Okay. He didn't understand. He thought his was all about, let's get the shaft laid down, let's do all that stuff. I'm like, no, you can't do that from that angle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. That's a no-go. And he was looking for distance and control, and I said, we're not doing the distance part. We're going to give you control. And as soon as they gave him control, he found the center of the face and a square one. And all of a sudden it went a lot farther. Yeah. About but that. he wasn't, we weren't talking about the distance, but of course he was still asking for it. Guy's six, eight and can maul it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's coming for. I'm like, no dude, you need control. You need pinpoint control. That driver is no longer your distance club, dude. That is your accuracy club. Cause if you don't have it as hard as you're going to hit a ball, your ball is going to travel faster off the face. It's going to travel farther and it is going to spin more. Mm-hmm. So guys that have that kind of club head speed and ball speed, the first thing I'm doing is giving them the golf course to play on <laughs> instead of trying to play from the highway or from the weeds or the creeks. Right? Yeah. It's so, so much easier to play your second shot from the fairway. It's, it's unreal. I know. And he's looking at me like, you didn't talk to me at all about distance and it's going a lot further. And I said, it's because I'm finally getting you a square club face. <laughs> You're no right. longer Mr. Glancing blow. Yeah. And he looked at me like, okay, I got you. But isn't it funny though, how it's, it's all part and parcel of everything. People say, I want to hit it farther. I don't care about that. I want, but you have to be able to do it all to do any of yeah. it. Cause, cause one is totally contingent upon the next. You know, and, and that's the thing is that everybody wants all that. And if you give them one piece of it, the rest of it falls into place. Like their confidence level goes up as soon as they hit it in the middle of the face and they hit it squarely. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, I don't have to try so hard. And then they back down on the, the force and the grunting and the thrusting and the pushing and the grabbing and the squeezing and, the pulling on the club and all those things they try to do to make it work. And all of a sudden they don't manipulate as much. I had a guy the other day telling me that he says, I feel like I'm just hitting a long pitch shot now with this seven iron. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Because I've never hit one this far and you have me feeling like I'm hitting just a long pitch shot because he was putting so much effort into his lack of power. And I called it, powerless effort <laughs> and i gave him effortless power after see how that works you don't want to sound like chrissy Everett with her backhand whenever you you know swing the club you know yeah whole, I, I remember that there is a guy that i worked with about a month ago that actually had that grunt i'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> that's what we fix first okay so the center club face thing are there secrets to doing it are there are there exercises to make sure it happens you betcha and uh, jeff knows them and if you ask him real nice maybe he'll impart a few of them when we come right back we are those we kick off guys and we are coming right back you should too 
Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-870-4686. That's 800-870-4686. 800-870-4686. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. All right, we are back. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith, collectively known as those weekend golf guys. Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, and he's about to prove exactly why you need to hit it in the center of the club face. That's the, that's the only thing you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about how far you hit it or any of that other stuff. You need to worry about how to hit it in the middle of the club face. Because we know that's where the ball comes off the face the fastest. Mm-hmm. It's the fastest way to lose distance is to miss the center of the face, and it's the fastest way to gain it back is mm-hmm. by getting back there. So how in the world do you get back there? First, understand your posture and your arm reach and make sure that you don't become a human variable on that. People screw up getting the ability to hit in the middle of the face by standing over it with bad angles. And I mean their posture could be too tall one time, and too far bent over and arms out, club out another time. They can miss the center of the face by having a bad swing path, as in it comes into the golf ball from a bad angle, meaning not from behind them out to the ball, but they chuck the club out a little bit and then pull it across, and then they're hitting toe shots. So we look at that and we go, okay, let's get the posture fix first. So this is the proverbial, all right, let's tip from the hip Let's flex the knees. Let's get the weight pressure on the balls of the feet. And let's make the hips go backwards a little bit so you feel like you're pressing your body into the ground on the balls of your feet, like you're surfing or snowboarding or riding one of those little one-wheelie things. And you're perfectly balanced. And your arms are actually hanging straight down. They're not reaching out at that point. And this is where a lot of people mess up. A lot of people mess up because they make their wonderful practice swing and they go, oh, man. I wish I could hit it with a practice swing, you know, when they're swinging at the air mm-hmm. next to their ball. And then they don't pick up their feet and move toward their ball. They just tilt out and lean out and reach out to their ball. Mm-hmm. And they took all of that great athleticism and they change all those body angles and they make this crazy swing that doesn't come close to hitting the middle of the face. So that's how people mess it up a lot. So how do we get it back? Well, clearly we talk about fixing the posture and realizing, hey, where does my club go through in these practice swings? And where we watch it go through and you get this feel of, all right, it went through this place. Well, let's make sure the ball is in that place. That'd be a good idea. Put the ball where your swing goes through the best one goes through instead of being on some fishing expedition for your golf ball. Make perfect sense if you stop to think about it. Yes. Yes. Well, that's what we're doing. We're stopping to think about it, aren't we, John? (laughs) You asked the question. Here we go. How to train center face contact. You're training posture. 
you're training your awareness of where your club goes through, but also we're going to use our hand-eye coordination. So, John, let's say that you actually went to the practice facility. I know you've driven by it many times. You can identify what it is. I know where it is, yes. Because otherwise, how would you know to avoid it if you didn't recognize it? <laughs> exactly. I could wind up there by mistake someday. And then what would I do? <laughs> i got to make a quick U-turn. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> this looks like work. <laughs> You throw down a couple of alignment sticks and you only put them a little bit wider than the club itself. Don't put them down so wide that you could drive a truck between them. We're just trying to drive a club head between them. So guess what? With an iron, that's about five inches apart because most irons, the heads on them are about four and a half inches wide. So if you give yourself a little bit of racing room on either side, you'll swing there and you'll train yourself to swing through there and do that a bunch of times without a golf ball and just realize that you can set yourself up to swing through that little space just like you would set up to a golf ball and then you'll feel what your setup feels like to allow that swing to go through that space right and if that space becomes tighter and tighter because you're getting better at it and then you want to make sure you're really good at it then you'll know what the setup takes to go through there and then when you put a ball in the middle of those two sticks your ball gets struck in the center of the face and you know it and you feel it and you go, wow, Mm -hmm. that was awesome. Training yourself to do that is a matter of using your eyes and your feels about how to do this. You know, one of the things that that so many of us avoid or neglect or, or ignore is the fact of working without a ball. Just for some reason, it's it's the 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 visual feedback you get from hitting the ball and, and the physical feedback you get from hitting a ball. It we we don't stop to think like, hey, if I just put a couple of alignment sticks down and swung until I didn't hit them anymore, I would be able to feel what it feels like to swing the ball to swing the club correctly. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want to to put any effort into a swing that didn't hit a ball because their brain simply says, well, wait a minute, I can do a lot of things when there's no ball there. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you have to transfer the feels and the understanding of your posture. Right. To know that the thing actually goes through that place. But they get, they go and and essentially argue with me because I want to hit a ball. I want the feedback of every time. And like, no, this is not always a good idea. And the reason it isn't is because what if it went through the right place, but the club face was twisted sideways when it hit it and it launches off to the right and curves off to the right, even though the swing direction went through there, you know, you hit it in the middle of the face of the club, which was the goal, but your feedback you got was it started right and curved right, mm-hmm. or it started left and curved left. And then you decided at that point, because you didn't like the ball flight, that something was bad. And now you'll start to change the motion because that shot said, the ball flight said, something was bad. Let's not do that again. Yeah. And so sometimes you get the wrong feedback because you're using some feedback for a goal. Like, did it go through those two sticks so that I could hit it in the middle of the face? And then if you get a different flight than what you're hoping for. Now you have feedback that's telling you something's bad 
and it's negative feedback and it's not related to the job that you are trying to do. Mm-hmm. I relate that the same thing to when I talk to people about how to train their speed control on the greens. I don't let them putt at a hole mm-hmm. while doing the speed control drills because then you have the feedback of it either went in or it didn't, which is the ultimate goal in golf, which gives you, I stink or I don't. <laughs> right. So yeah. the point is, is, is use some feedback. That's the right feedback for the job at hand. So if you wanted to say, work on your speed control on the greens, you would just put to the fringe because there's no hole there, but it is a distance and you would put downhill to the fringe and across the slope to the fringe and up the hill to this fringe from various distances. And next thing you know, the feedback of, of it is, did my ball stop right there at the edge of the fringe or not? Instead of, did it go into a hole or not? So then the feedback that you get is my speed control is good or my speed control is not. And that's the goal of that few minutes that you actually spend training that. So I want your feedback to be specific to the job you're trying to achieve, but not something else. Right. So back to that, I want to see a ball fly thing. All those people that say, nope, practices only with a golf ball. They're not getting better faster. They're getting frustrated faster because their ball flight isn't always what they want it to be. And then they try to manipulate something else. And then they're off track on practicing something. Yeah. And that's, that's, a mistake that a lot of us make too is that when the ball flight is not what we expect, we assume that we did something wrong uh, yeah. with the swing. I mean, like, like you were just saying, we, we could have hit it in the middle of the club face, which is what we want to do, but there was another thing wrong, but we say, Oh, we obviously didn't hit it in the middle of the club face. I, I got to change my swing path or I got to change something that doesn't need to be changed. Right. Because we don't know enough about it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Don't make that mistake. No, it's really not in your best interest. It's it's Thank really you. not. John, if you're <laughs> if you're gonna show up and force yourself to get out of the car <laughs> at the practice facility and force yourself to walk in there and dig into your wallet and get some money out and hand it to somebody for some balls, you might want to make the best use of those. Yes, one would think. As opposed yeah. to the let's just go slash away, call it practice, and not get any better and be $10 down while you did that. And the good thing is you don't have to go to the practice facility to put a couple of uh, alignment sticks down and swing a club between them. No, and that's what I tell people a lot about to. in the wintertime practice sessions that we do. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, now that you know, you're, in the, you're in a place where it's, you can't hit a golf ball outside – then now all of a sudden, how do you work at something? You need yeah. other kinds of feedback. And sometimes just those two alignment sticks to swing through gets you that. Maybe it's inside and it's a, a row of pennies. You've seen me talk about that before. Mm-hmm. Where so you've got right. swing path and landing spot. And you know, you you understand, you know, center face contact at that point as well. Yeah. So you think about it and you're like, well, how do I hit it better? Well, you, you make your swing go through specific places and you make your club land at a specific place. And next thing you know, boom, every club you hit off the ground just got better mm-hmm. because you used some feedback that is pertaining to just that. 
And, and the, the, the best feedback in the world, however, nothing feels better than swinging a club, watching the ball fly at your target that you, at, that, at which you are aiming and fly with, with a high trajectory if that's what you're after, if that's what you're trying to do, land yeah. softly like the proverbial butterfly with sore feet. Yes. You, when, when it goes where you expected it to go, the way you expected it to get there, there's nothing that feels better than that. Nothing in the world. And everybody seeks that in every ball they hit mm-hmm. in practice. The trouble is, is that they can't get there very often because they haven't practiced without it. Yeah. Because they're all looking for that one that feels so good, right? It's one of those three things people always come to me for. Go farther, control the ball flight, make it feel good. Mm -hmm. All those things are about center face contact. So you got to train how to get center face contact. Yes. And it's always about stance, posture, arm hang, know where your club goes through and then start to train it, it's the fastest way, and people still don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not – okay, I'm going to say it's easy. It, it is involved, yes, but it's not difficult. If you go to someone who knows whereof they speak, like a Jeff, he can show you the proper posture, position, arm hang in a matter of seconds – and then you will have a, a firmer uh, foundation from which to practice your center face contact. You know, if you do that and try not to get outside the realm of what your body can is built for and can do, mm-hmm. you can actually hit the center of the face a lot more frequently. Yes. But a lot of times, John, even though they've come to me, and I've showed them what's right for them. They still reach out for more information to do it differently because somebody else said, do this and do that and do the other thing. Maybe they saw it on TV or on YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a, a playing partner or something. And they say, oh, you should try to move this way. Now, all of a sudden, the club doesn't go through the same place. Yeah, doesn't hit in the center of the face. And they start getting worse. And then they think, well, I just have to do this more yeah groove right. this move I'm like wait a minute yeah let's, let's make this mistake more often and see if we can get better that's yeah. how it goes yeah that's how it goes center face contact that's the first thing you need to uh to get to after i mean if you can't get to that then the rest of this game you might as well go bowling really have more we will be right back don't you If you're fed up with your credit card's high interest rates and your balances are so out of control that they never seem to go down, one call to Consolidated Credit can get the relief you need. Consolidated Credit has helped over 6 million people with credit card debt, and their certified credit counselors are ready to help you. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast without destroying your credit. The program works, and the consultation is free. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 800- 
That's 800-214-3104. Consolidated Credit Solutions, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's SPARK to 321321. And we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I was not casting aspersions upon bowling. It's a great game, but you don't have to worry about center face contact. So, no, I don't uh, think so. I'm not sure yeah. if there's a center and I'm not sure if there's a face. <laughs> there is a pocket, though. There's the same gap between all those pins. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, okay, so so what what we've come down to is that there is one element that you need to master before you can you can go on basically, and that's center face contact. Because if you can't hit the ball in the center of the club face on a consistent basis, you're not going to shoot consistently. You're not going to score consistently. You're going to get frustrated, and you're going to throw your clubs in the lake eventually. So. No, find a shallow lake to do that <laughs> just in case you want to get them back because yeah. <laughs> you've seen the pictures of guys climbing in there afterwards realizing that their wallet and their cell phone is still in the golf bag <laughs> yeah. down there swimming and they just cost themselves a thousand dollar cell phone man i just got back from vacation spent a week up in maine on the ocean yeah and um you know we were we were talking did not play any golf um you did didn't even not take the clubs to the sacco biddeford club as did not usual? did not go there as usual no there was just no room in the uh, actually i flew and i didn't i didn't want to pay the extra money to you know put the clubs into let let american I, airlines lose my golf i thought clothes. it was because of that incident there last year where they made you persona non grata <laughs> no <laughs> we don't talk about that but i did i did make the comment i said you know we should really buy a boat i really want a boat and my wife bless her heart no, on the don't. last day came home and said, honey, I bought you a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I said, thank you, sweetheart. You're always thinking of me. <laughs> so those weekend golf is where you can go to anytime you miss any of these shows. We have them all archived right there. Uh, Instagram. You can follow me at John dot the golf guy. You can follow him. Jeff Smith golf instruction. Uh, we also are on, um, uh, WKND golf guys on Twitter and there's something else we're on, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So oh, Facebook, 
facebook.com slash golf guys where you're watching this right now. And again, pay attention, follow us. So you know, when we're going live, you, uh, you can always jump on and ask Jeff a specific question and he will give you a specific, Hey, I'm going to play better tomorrow kind of answer. So there you go. All right. Check it out. Just facebook.com slash golf guys. Follow us along when we do these recordings and do them live. You will be alerted and you can, you can watch and, and participate. All right. We appreciate it. And until uh, you, you can get consistent center face club contact after that point, you can go out and play much better when you play some golf. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.